0: Mind podcast, your go-to source for the latest industry trends, strategies to help you level up your m and practice. I am your host, Nick Olson, Managing Director of Cornerstone International Alliance, the only international alliance of m and firms who focus on the lower middle market. Here, we bring in masterminds who are experienced, knowledgeable, and gracious enough to share how they have succeeded in business. Um, today, I'm really excited about our guest. Um, with us today, we have Moira Neville-Thomas, an expert in productivity and work-life balance, and a pioneer in the concept of attention management, with which she calls the new path to productivity. You have seen Moira's work before in places like TEDx, The Wall Street Journal, and one of her many books she's written and, or contributed to, or maybe you even follow her columns on Forbes or Harvard Business Review. Excuse me, Moira lives in Austin with her husband, Sean, and she's a big fan of happy endings. Hi, Moira. Thanks for joining me today. Happy
1: to be here, Nick. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. I do want to let our audience know, too, that, um, you know, you and I were introduced about a year or so ago and um, you were gracious enough to come and talk to our group. I spent a a full afternoon with you talking about attention management and productivity and all the fun fun things that we're going to dive in today. So I I gained a lot of insight and I still practice some of those tactics that we've learned uh, back then now and continuing to grow that to uh, focus myself more in my attention. So thank you for doing that and really loved having you uh, talk to our group in person.
1: It was great to be there. I appreciate the invitation.
0: All right. Um, So I wanted to start in, you know, to set the kind of stage, you've done a lot of tremendous work. Like I just explained in your introduction, Um, you're author of many books and articles and things on, on, um, you know, helping people be more effective and productive. Um, So first and foremost, I guess, you know, all the work that you do, what is that problem that you help people solve?
1: Yeah, my work is focused on helping people who are overwhelmed, people who feel like they're uh, they're perpetually have too much to do and not enough time to do it. Who feel like at the end of the workday they go they they end of their workdays thinking, "Oh my gosh, I was busy all day and somehow I got nothing done." And I help people instead end their workday thinking, "Oh my gosh, that was such a good day. I got so much done." that's kind of an easy way of describing how I what I do yeah
0: yeah. Yeah. and you know the topic we're going to dive into today is is the solution and, and I want you to tee up what that solution at a high level is yeah so
1: most people don't have um don't have a system for the way they operate, for the way that they, when you're sitting at your desk, trying to get stuff done, whether that's like pay your bills and like manage, you know, balance your checkbook or whether that is work, right? Most people don't have a system for how they handle all of that stuff. And from a big picture perspective, that's what I teach. It, we, in my industry, we call it a workflow management system. But really, you could think of it as a life flow management system, because it's not just about work. So, yeah, that's what I do.
0: And, you know, I found it um, really, I found this uh, quote in your book. And just to read it, you know, what you do is to provide busy, driven people with tools and strategies to regain control of their lives of choice, right? Rather than lives full of reaction and distraction. And I think, and in, in probably in your experience, you see a lot of your clients, a lot of people out there who are living lives full of reaction and distraction as opposed to choice. Um, why is that so important?
1: Yeah. And that's one of the biggest reasons that we end our days feeling like, oh my gosh, I was busy all day and somehow I got nothing done, is because we spend all day being reactive. It's the the amount of information that comes at us all day long is just overwhelming and relentless. It's never ending. And so it's very easy to spend your days. And most people I talk to, this is how they spend their days, right? You sit down at your desk, you boot up your email, you deal with what's there, And then people start chatting you. So then you answer the chats and then you're back to the email and there's more email and then it's time to go to a meeting. So you go to the meeting and then you come back and you missed all the emails that came in while you were in the meeting and all the chats. So then you (laughs) deal with all of that stuff and that's just the cycle all day long. Meanwhile, your to-do list, just all, all the things you need to do just keeps piling up and piling up and piling up. And the only time people feel like they can get that stuff done is when nobody's bothering me, right? Well, the only time nobody's bothering you, the only time that relentless information isn't coming at you is at 10 o'clock at night at four o'clock in the morning, Saturdays, Sundays, holidays. And so that's why most people, that's why we have such a burnout epidemic is because you can't, people can't get their work done at work. And the reason they can't get their work done at work is distraction.
0: So we need to find more time where people aren't bothering us. Is that, that's not the way you want to put it, but I mean, you want to find more time to be more focused, right?
1: Yeah. So what I teach people is how to manage their attention. Because here's the thing. People can't interrupt you digitally or physically unless you allow them to. Now we can't make anyone do anything, right? We can't make people not pop into our office and say, do you have a minute? We can't make people stop emailing us. We can't make people stop chatting us, but we can close our email so that we don't see the new messages come in. We could put a sign on our office door that says, please don't interrupt me until 1230. Or we you know, we could put our chat on do not disturb. And I'm not talking about going dark forever hours i'm saying maybe 20 or 30 minutes every hour you put yourself in this little do not disturb bubble so that you can actually get some stuff done and then the other half of the day that's when you go to the meetings and you deal with the emails and and all that kind of stuff and most people say oh but you know emails and the chats they're emergencies And maybe they aren't super important, but for the most part, they're usually not things that can't wait half an hour or an hour or a couple hours, right? So we give up a lot more control than we need to. And then we sort of feel like, oh, I'm, you know, everybody's just never, nobody ever leaves me alone. But we, you, we we have more control over that than we think. That's why I call the system that I teach empowered productivity, because it's about putting you back in the driver's seat.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing I remember from when we listened to you and, you know, your, your keynote um, last year was about the email thing. And I thought about it. I'm like, my email is always open. I'm looking at it, you know, how many times a day um, and you know, so one thing I've been mindful of trying to do, I haven't been, you know, 100% great at it, but turning my email off, you know, during the middle part of the day where I want to get stuff done so I'm not distracted. Because I love to hear your, your 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 perspective on you're working on a task, you look up at your email, and you come back to your task and how much time you've actually wasted um, by doing just that simple thing. And it's 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 more than you think.
1: Yeah. We spend so much time during our day, sort of asking ourselves in our head, "Where was I? What was I doing? <laughs> where? Uh, what? What was I? What, what was that? What is this word document about? does this spreadsheet on? Which row was I on? Like, what was I doing? What were we talking about? Why did I walk into this room? <laughs> right? Where? Where was I? And that's because research shows that we switch what we're doing virtually all the time. Um. Literally all the time. The, re- the most recent research from Gloria Mark um, at UC Irvine shows that about 48, 47 seconds, we, every 47 seconds we switch, switch what we're doing. How do you get anything done if you switch what you're doing every 47 seconds? It's insane.
0: That's a lot. Um, <laughs> and I guess that's that's the million dollar question. How do we do that? And I know a lot of your work really dives into that and, and effectively you know, empowers you to be able to take the, take back your time and be more productive. I'm curious, like, what do you define productivity as?
1: It's a really good question because it's a word that I think gets so overused and thrown around and it's just become this buzzword that's lost its meaning. But to me, productive and productivity is such an important word because really there's one specific, there's lots of definitions, right, in the dictionary, but the one definition from the dictionary that that to me is everything is um achieving significant results so how productive you are is how much progress you have made on the results that are significant to you and this really gets to the heart of um you know we've heard this expression of like being busy but not productive right Nobody goes home at the end of the day and says, oh, it was such a good day. I read like 200 emails. It was awesome. nobody, Nobody says that because who cares, right? In the moment, it feels like, oh, I did that. Check, check, right? But at the end of the day, it adds up to nothing. And so that's why we feel like, oh, I was busy all day. I was exhausted. I don't think nobody's sitting around twiddling their thumbs in their office, right? We're doing things, answering these emails is part of our job, staying on top of this communication is part of our job. But it literally takes all of our time unless, unless we really get intentional about what we're directing our attention to, when we are allowing it to be stolen, and how we are allocating our attention throughout the day so that we can really get done what's important to us. So at the end of the day, we feel like, ah, oh, I did things. I got stuff done that mattered. And that's what makes you go home at the end of the day, feeling accomplished and satisfied and fulfilled.
0: Now, um, how do you, you know, things that are significant or important to you, that's, you know, that's how we feel like we're being productive. You know, in your opinion, Based on the job you do, and we're going to talk about m and Advisors here today. Uh, based on the job that you do, like how aligned does that have to be to what like, your role is in your job? And from a professional perspective, you know, to, to, to know that the things that you need to work on, things that you need to be productive on and accomplish are aligned with, obviously, you know, what you're working on and doing, you know, and what you're supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah, it's really important and that's where um an organization like uh, Cornerstone International Alliance comes in because in our industry, we know like people have been in our industry before us and people know like if you want to be successful, these are the most important things you need to do in this job and really for a lot of small business owners, right? Whatever your product or your service is, you need to spend your time developing your product and selling it or your service, right? Developing your service, selling your service, right? But whatever is most, whatever your industry, and again, that's where being part of an industry association is so valuable. Whatever your industry um, collective wisdom has shown, like the, the people who spend the most time on these things are the most successful in this business. Once you know that, then you can use that information to um, to devote your attention to the things that are most important.
0: And I, I recently shared you shared with you, I should say, the research that our people here at Cornerstone um, did recently, and we really looked at you know the M and A advisor and where should their attention. You know, I'm assuming back. You know, when we did this before we met you, that we used the word time should be spent, but attention should be spent, right? Um, and time, you know, is is a, is a factor, but you know, well, where it is.
1: It's sorry, I just want to jump in, but yeah. but the the important difference is your time to me saying where we spend our time. It's not specific enough, and it doesn't get to the heart of the matter because how you spend your time doesn't matter if you don't also devote your attention and so and so that's why in my work i talk about uh, i advise people stop stop thinking about time management stop talking about time management and really start to focus on attention management because for example here's an example of this right if I said, if you said to me, Hey Mara, will you come on my podcast? And I said, Sure, I'll come on your podcast, right? So I've got the hour booked in my calendar. You've got the hour booked in your calendar. But I I was like, Hey, Nick, yeah, ask me whatever questions you want. Um, sorry, what what I'm sorry, what were you saying? Oh, there's just an important hang on one second. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, what what did you ask me? Right? You're if right. I if I wasn't present in our conversation, then I would have a much different experience than what we intended. The time was booked and I showed up and I took the time, but it's not what we planned it to be if I'm not also devoting my attention.
0: And yeah, which is, which I appreciate that, that clarification. Um, And, and I go through this every time, especially with a podcast, because it takes a little bit more focus and attempt time. Attention to it, but you know you turn off your email, you make sure all the notifications are off. you're not being distracted. You have a note outside your your window your door saying something like a live recording or whatever it might be um, yeah. and because yeah not only it's not only affecting me, but you were so gracious to to spend your time with me today, and I want to make sure that you know I'm ever present in this conversation as well, also not distracted, so I you know it goes both ways and so again, I appreciate your time today. yeah. <laughs> And both Um, of our
1: attentions. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. But it's the problem is we, when, when other people are with us, then we are, we're sort of more aware that we should be present, right? But then let's say, let's say I'm your client, right? you know that if we're sitting here having a Zoom call, you should be present with me. But then when we get off the call and then you go do work for me, we don't treat that work with the same respect and the same amount of of attention that we do when somebody is face-to-face with us virtually or in person. And that's a problem that creates a problem with the quality of our work.
0: That's a great way to put it because you know, I'm, I'm gonna focus. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna personally, or you know, pers- or purposefully, you know, see how I react after we get off. What I'm gonna do, just to see, you know, because that's probably true in a lot of us that we do that, and we don't even, we don't even know we're doing it.
1: Yeah, we just um, don't think of it that way.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. right, right. Um, and so, you know, we we created this what we call a job benchmark, or you know, for lack of a better term, but. You know, we in, in the study of, you know, with the help of, you know, behavioral science, with the help of all the experts in our group who have experience as advisors, as leading M&A advisors, you know, we, we established these, these kind of key accountabilities that uh, an M&A advisor has. And based on all of this research and all the input that we had, that for an M&A advisor to be successful, we feel like these four things are where they should be spending their time and attention. Um I'll just quickly list them off, but you know I want to dive in and, and get your perspective on the things that are distracting us or taking us away from these things and how you know what we can look for and and all those sort of things, but it's relationship management advisors we are very client focused and facing um so we have to develop these relationships not only with our clients but with you know referral sources and trusted advisors and people that will trust us to send us their clients you know, when they might be ready to sell their company. Um, you know, we got to lead and close the deal. Um, you know, that is our main role. Our, we're, we're with our client, trying to help them go through this process of selling their biggest asset. They're their biggest financial, you know, transaction of their lives is the sale of their business. Um, and then in order to do that, we have to focus on business development and back to relationships and then continue continuously learning. And educating ourselves on the latest trends in our industry so those are the things that in a perfect world if we could all as advisors focus on those things you know and, and direct our attention to that stuff we would be in our opinions very successful
1: yeah it and people in your uh in your network are lucky to have that guidance again the benefit of industry associations right It's to help figure out you know, how I should be allocating my time so that then you can, then you can know what should get your attention. Mm
0: -hmm. They do work hand in hand.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) But, you know, I shared, I shared all the details of this with you. And so you, you've had a chance to look at, you know, where, what of those four things, like what we're working on accomplishing, but, you know, you've come, and I know you have things that, you know, that interfere with all of these sorts of things that we should be focusing on. Um, so, I wanna can you share with our listeners what are those things that you see that interfere with with the things that we want to focus on that may be not making us or causing us to be you know less effective?
1: Yeah. So, one of the things is that we again we we don't manage our attention and we allow ourselves to be distracted more often than we should. And so one of the, I think the first thing you said was relationships, right? Creating relationships, developing relationships. So people know when you are not paying attention to them, whether you're in their physical presence, whether you are on the phone with them, whether you are on a video call, they know, whether or not you are paying attention to them and when they aren't it doesn't uh it it doesn't build a bridge in your relationships when they feel like you are not paying attention to them i mean have you ever been and and so here's what happens is it's it's innocent and we just don't realize it but So we're on the phone with someone, right? I'm on the phone with someone, but I'm sitting at my desk as I'm on the phone. And on my desk, open in front of me is my email. And so I plan to be on this conversation. This conversation is important to me, but just in front of me, emails are downloading and it's hard to not see those and not read those. But we forget that, that that just that physical position sitting on the phone at my desk and looking at my computer is going to make the person on the phone feel like I'm second, second priority to them. Like I'm not the thing that they are focusing on. And so that's why I feel like attention management is so important because most of the time we don't realize when we're being distracted. But other people do
0: and, you know when when you know you're looking at building trust and rapport and camaraderie you know right. with you know a new person that you're building this relationship with, I think that's more more important you know than ever, you know otherwise you're going to lose that opportunity to work with that person because they don't feel like it. engaged yep,
1: yeah. and when you're um whatever business you're in, when you're out forming those relationships and networking and at events, are you the person who's, you know, maybe do you leave your phone in the car or at least at the very least in your pocket? Or are you the person who's there, but also trying to get some work done and you're scrolling through your emails as you're sitting at the table and you're there to like make friends, but maybe not something's not, you know, they haven't quite served dinner yet or something. And so you're just seeing if you can knock off a couple emails, right? I call it the tyranny of the little red dot, right? (laughs) We carry this with us all the time. And every time you look at it, although I teach people to shut off these little red dots, but most people, they look at their device and there's like four missed calls and three unread you know 20 unread messages and and chat unread chats and and linkedin notifications and you know all this kind of stuff and so we feel like oh i have a few minutes i could just get rid of some of these dots right but that's not what you're there for you're you're there to to create these relationships and what are you missing if you're also trying to work well nothing was happening nobody was there yeah, but still, what if your phone was in your pocket, maybe you could go find someone. Maybe you could, you know, maybe somebody is walking by and now you catch their eye when you wouldn't have if your face was in your phone.
0: Because what's the perception of that even, especially if you're in a networking event and you're just on your phone, like the perception, in my opinion, is, well, why are they even here? They're not, you know, they're just looking at their phone. They're distracted. They're, wow, you know, well, I'm not going to talk to that person.
1: Yeah, and I think that we have, I think it's a lot more, I think in some senses, it's tolerated more than it used to be. But just because it's tolerated doesn't mean that it's not negatively impacting us, right? Maybe people cut you a little more slack for saying, you know, maybe 15 years ago people would be like would be like oh my gosh you're so rude being on your phone i think people maybe wouldn't think that anymore but still what opportunities are you missing
0: exactly and you know you know the next you know, in a world of chaos which is the world we work in like talk about that and how that you know breeds more and maybe not more but you know hyper focus on on all the stuff, otherwise you can get distracted pretty easily and go sideways in a hurry.
1: Well, and when you're doing a deal that has, that really requires attention to detail, because mistakes can have really serious consequences in the M&A business, right? If you are like most people and you're switching your attention Every forty-seven seconds, or you're, you know, you're trying to write up this deal, or do any of the sort of detail-oriented work that's involved in your business, but also your emails open and your chats open and the phones ringing, and maybe more than one phone is ringing, right? How are you? There's going to be mistakes. Research shows that we make as many as forty-four percent more mistakes when we are task-switching. And most people are task switching all day long. And
0: seven seconds.
1: Yeah. So mistakes cost money, mistakes cost reputation, mistakes cost clients, right? Especially in the MA business, mistakes are a huge problem. And so yeah. part of the problem of being constantly distracted is that the more distracted we are, the more distracted we will be. And so when we are used to, so when we're distracted all day long, it chips away at our ability to stay focused. And it also chips away at our patience. So we lose our desire to stay focused. So a big part of our jobs, or especially in the M&A industry, is creating these deals and putting together these deals. And if you continue to chip away at your ability and your desire to stay focused for any period of time, you're never going to be able to do a good job putting those deals together or, or implementing the plan to develop new leads or whatever, whatever is the detail-oriented work that you need to do you're you're literally chipping away at your ability to to not only do it but even to want to do it
0: yeah kind of would you mind diving a little deeper into the desire right there or the want to and how that's affected because i would imagine it's not you know it's subconsciously you're doing that not person you know not not purposefully
1: yeah absolutely um many people gravitate and you can tell me if this is true for you, right? I'd rather do the fast and easy things on my to-do list than the big hard things on my to-do list. I would agree and, with that. Yeah. And that is the result in part of, of this chipping away at our patients. We are distracted every minute all day long. And so and so we become conditioned to that distraction. And so and and so we get sort of we get on this sort of distraction high, right? There's this like dopamine of of like the new thing and the, oh, what does that person want? And what, you know, what, what kind of problem can I solve now? And what's next? And like all this stuff coming at us and we get on this kind of high. And so then something that's going to require us sitting quietly and really applying ourselves for half an hour in an undistracted way, it's like, oh God, who has time for that? I don't have time for that. I don't. I, that sounds hard. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't have time for that. Right. And so that makes it even harder for us to do that work. And we end up procrastinating on it more and more because we don't want to do that work. Less motivated. And yet, and yet not only is that the work that makes us most successful in our jobs, but it's also the, the work that makes our days feel meaningful. Those when we tackle those things, that's when we go home at the end of the day and say, "Oh, I did that. That's amazing. It feels so great."
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. And you know, and and just, I think that I think you'd also say too that you know even the last one was like continuing education and learning, and you know, I feel like that is would be something that would be less motivating to the more distracted. Like, oh, I got to go look, you know, listen to this webinar. I got to go finish these continuing education credits. But if you're really dialed in and motivated and focused. You'd be excited to, I get to learn about this and I'm going to be better at it because of it. And I feel like, would you agree?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It becomes, if we get to this place where, where the idea of like sitting still and listening to somebody or learning some things is like feels tedious because it's, uh, because it requires focus and intention, but you're right. It's rewarding when we do it.
0: Mm-hmm. um and so covered a lot of a lot of stuff here um what are i guess one or two key takeaways from our conversation today more that you know if if our audience were to were to adopt you know tomorrow that they would be you know better for it they'd be more effective um, at managing their attention and more productive
1: yeah i mean There's so much more we could dive into as far as like tactical strategies, but I would say what we talked about today is more about sort of shifts in thinking, right? So two two things. One is um, how, uh, how we stop thinking about how you manage your time and start thinking about how you manage your attention, because then you'll start to realize how distracted you are. You also might start to realize how distracting you are. And other people around you might appreciate that. And then the other thing is um, is to realize that your attention can only be stolen if you allow it to. You are the only one who can control your attention. It is 100% up to you.
0: Don't be an enabler. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Maura. thank you so much for your time today. Um, if, if any, if our listeners want to learn more, they want to work with you, they want to find your books or the great work that you've done. Um, tell us where can we find you?
1: Yes. Uh, on my website is the source for everything, marathomas.com. Also, if you want to really dive in and get started, I have a ton of free resources. Um, there's a, a menu item at the top free resources. So there's like a, uh, email overhaul mini course and there's like a declutter course and there's a manager attention course and there's all kinds of stuff. So on the free resources
0: tab. Awesome. Well, Maura Tom. Mara, thank you so much for your time. Um that is all we have for this episode of the MA Mastermind podcast. And um, one thing that'll help both Moira and myself out is to like, share, comment, um get this in front of anybody who you think needs help uh, managing their attention. And be sure to check out all of our episodes at cornerstone.com slash podcast. And hopefully you came across with those one one or two takeaways that Moira had mentioned and can implement in those into your, your daily lives immediately. Um, until next time, thank you all.